Good morning. This is Chuck at Lazarus Curry Podcast. Thank you for joining us this morning. This is episode 14. Title is Why 3. We've been doing, actually, we've ended up in a series of why. Trying to answer a few questions. Why? Why is it I've been going on the recovery side and the face side? Today I'm going to go on a human side because I think that it's too easy to just pick the differences between faith and recovery and not the similarities. So what I want to do is talk about why three. What's the common denominator between recovery and faith? And I think as I've been going through this and praying about it and doing these I've realized that the common denominator is basically the human thing. We're not, faith is not monkeys and recovery is not just salamanders. It's different. Different. So what I want to do is I want to talk a little bit about how weird people are. I want to talk about both areas and the the wonders you see in both areas. You know, I've talked a little bit about it in previous previous episodes, but I think it's important to talk about that. Talk about the wonderful people I've met. I'm 76, going to be a 76 here in a little bit. I grew up in a church. I got saved in recovery. And I want to talk about the people that I met there. What I want to do is to draw a picture of a a mosaic, of a spectrum. (laughs) You could say humans are, it's a spectrum disease. Using the new ta- terminology, it's a spectrum disease, being a human. And I've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly, but it, it is, as I'm t- talking and realizing, it is exactly the same concept as, uh, you know, the spectrum, being on the spectrum. You can say sort of what spectrum you're on, but this is, this is, this is hard stuff. So what I want to do is I want to talk about the, the spectrum of people in recovery and people in faith. Now, at one end of the spectrum, in both, is what in the church I call the no-doubters. I mean, they are they're poster children for Jesus. They they read the word, believe the word, and act out on the word. They have discovered how to walk on water, how they walk in the spirit. It's not an easy intellectually intuitive thing to walk in the spirit. Like Peter, they, they have a tendency to sink. When they take their eyes off Jesus, they sink. Well, on the spectrum, 
you have a lot of people that are working at learning how to walk in the spirit in the church. I mean, a little kid learns to walk when he's young, hopefully. And you got to understand something. Recovery people think that church people are born walking. And recovery people, they think church people are born walking. Church people just are pissed off that recovery people don't learn automatically how to walk in the spirit. They don't even know a spirit exists. So, in order to understand, you have to understand the way this works. It's a human business. I just happen to think of it on the spectrum. You're, you're going to get people who are like babies. They pick it up right away and their, their kids, their parents see that they're, you know, great. And the dads take the kids and they're aim them for the NFL or something like that because they're really skilled, talented, and naturally gifted. And then other kids are not gifted. They're not they might even be traumatized and they're broken and they've been through a lot and so they're on the broken part of the spectrum but the thing is they're all on the spectrum they're all on on a continuum of humanness and I think that recovery people expect church people to be perfect but church people are on a spiritual spectrum and I think that you, you have to understand that from both sides you have to understand that we're all we're all on a spectrum a continuum and the, the factors of where you're on that continuum aren't necessarily easy to figure out. And I don't think that's why Jesus said, judge not lest you be judged, because we don't have all the information to judge. The, the data points are so complex that you really can't parse it out and say, well, this person is this and this person is that and everything. Pretty much you have to go the AA way and say, hey, some people are sicker than others. And that's not a way to excuse, it's a way of saying, hey, some people are broken more than other people. And you gotta give everybody a little bit of slack. And I think that that's one of the keys of the, the junction of faith and recovery is, is that we all have to understand that we're humans on the spectrum and we can't judge each other because we don't know exactly where we are. The only person that can really judge is the Lord in the end. And he knows everything. So he can judge us. He can judge us at the end. He can judge us about how we're doing. He can he can figure that out. That's the interesting 
part about it. He can figure that out. So let's talk a little bit about describe the spectrum. And I'm gonna first of all I'm gonna go to the recovery side of things. That's that's where I'm gonna go first. Uh, some people come into recovery and they're they're high functioning. They're you know they they're talented people. They they don't have much. They're not busted too bad. They're just having they're just entangled in addiction and they might have a few neurological problems and stuff like that but they're they're basically reasonably normal people that got entangled in addiction or something like that you know they're on the spectrum they're normal they would be uh, what would be called neurotypical they they hear they process emotionally well and they 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 they're naturally able to put things together it's just that they they got hammered by addiction and they have to learn a way to stay sober and they do and they're successful you know they just needed to they needed the support of AA and some of the principles of AA but they're able to apply them and they basically live as as good a life as they are moral life as they can and they proceed well they get sober, they get clean, they prosper, they have wonderful stories of, I was a drunk and now I'm sober, you know, I've, I've, I've got everything that everybody would want, you know, I got sober and I got the wife and the white picket fence and the, the good job and I have a good testimony of where I was and I can, I can speak well and I can, I can be a you know, circuit speaker, and I can serve well because I'm talented. You know, there's no, there's no broken pieces to me. Or broken pieces, I have access to resources that I can get help. And I have people that I know that I love that are love me who can give me good advice. I'm on the spectrum, but I'm high functioning on the spectrum. That's. That's the thing, I, I don't naturally destroy everything I touch. That's in a program, that's in AA and NA, those are, those are the high functioning people. I knew some, I got sober with some, high functioning people. Get sober, successful, humbled by their addiction, spiritually good, nice people who are humbled by their addiction and, and, and go on. That's on one end of the spectrum. The other end of the spectrum is people who come from a background of raised by addicts, abused by addicts, or abused by abusers, or traumatized by situations in their early childhood, or or young adulthood who are bent in a way that makes it very, very difficult for them to rise to the occasion. You know, a lot of anger, a lot of resentment, a lot of bitterness. Um, and also, there are people who no amount of situations can predict the, the meanness and the, 
the just the general destructiveness of their personality. And those people are in AA. I mean, they're the predators. They're the serial relationships that don't end in mutual, mutual just disquiet, but they leave wreckage behind. They serially leave wreckage behind. They are, they are broken people, but they are also mean people. They are just generally not able to conduct a non-destructive path in their lives. They are basically despicable people by choice and by whatever. On a spectrum, they're, they are hazardous waste. And that, that's cruel, but it's just simply the way I've been there, done that, got the t-shirt. You know, there are people in the program who leave a wake of destruction, who leave, you know, that just are incompetent and incapable of maintaining giving relationships with other people. They simply, they're predatory and they're, they feed on other people. There's like, there's, there's an empty hole in them and they need to feed on people. They need to, they feed and discard and feed and discard and feed and discard. And that's not, that's just simply on the spectrum. They are very destructive people. Maybe they can get the steps and get the Lord and get that turned around, but there's no guarantee of that. So they're the destructive ones. And to say they're not in AA or NA or or anything is it's just not right you have and everybody in the program knows that there are people that are just bad you know they're bad in every category so on the spectrum it goes from amazing or successful and then it goes out to utterly impressively amazing people that get sober and they blossom and they are unbelievable it's it's nothing if you've been in AA NA or in a program of fellowships it is nothing to go you know maybe 10 years and have have these unbelievable funerals unbelievable funerals where you know, this person has been sober and clean or whatever for 30, 40 years and has the impact on hundreds and hundreds of people. And the wake is like jammed. It's like stops the town. It's like there's, there's people waiting outside the funeral home to come in. It's like the parking lots are jammed. And a church and a funeral is packed to overflowing. Just packed to overflowing. And it's a, it's a grand get-together for the people still above the dirt. They're, they're, they have, it's, a, it's a fest of stories, you know, of the, the wisdom and the guidance of this particular person, male or female, of, of their, how many pigeons, how many people they 
they sponsored, how many people they, they were the stories and the, the, the wakes are just amazing about how they were so amazing. They were, they'd answer the phone at any hour, they'd go out and they'd talk to people, they'd go out and find people and take them to detox and they'd, you know, sponsor people and they'd, the, the stories were epic of the wisdom that they gave to to people as they were coming around and the testimonies about my sponsor told me this and my sponsor told me that and he taught me how to pray and he taught me how to do things he taught me how to he taught me how to be a father and he taught me how to be it was like he was the father I never had she was the mother I never had you know the, the raising women up to be amazing women of success in recovery. Fount of wisdom, a fount of grace. Absolutely, you know, in a Christian thing, they'd be called a no-doubter. But in, in recovery, they were amazing. They were just at the impact of, a, of one man in one town. As I can remember, in, in a town in Metro Western Boston, there's there was a guy, and he was a, I'm not going to use his name or his, his handle, but he, the stories were amazing. He passed away, and it was over the top. It was, I, I know, I've been to wakes of people that have been in the program, and they know a bunch of people, and they're, they've had a life second to none. They've had a life second to none, and they've had a great impact. Then there's others that people in the program go to the wake, and it's just quiet talking. You know, it's like, okay, this is like, you know, had a tough time or she had a tough time, and relief. Okay, we're done with this. You know, that's the spectrum. People who, by some sort of gift of God, are able to grab hold of recovery or grab hold of things and prosper with the help of other people and stuff like that. That's, that's the way it is. That's the, that's the blessing of it. And I've seen it so many times. Unbelievably wonderful people in the program, just full of service and, and the impact is just overwhelming on a, on a particular town or a particular area. They're known well, they spoke well, they, they, were, they, they were just amazing people who worked the programs that paid back to their gifts to their programs. Absolutely just amazing. And then on the counter side is, is a sort of the underbelly of the spectrum. Again, people that, people in the program know who they are. And they don't talk much about it, but they know who they are. They are times they can't stay clean, they can't stay sober. Other times they've stayed sober for 30 or 40 years, but the collateral damage of their sobriety is, is quietly sort of, there's not, a, there's not big crowds, you know, there's family. They just, they just took riches and squandered it, just utterly squandered it, were selfish and self-centered, 
never really got it and they just were a disaster they were just an absolute catastrophe and I've seen that over the years I've seen it people who are just an absolute catastrophe it is the extreme of the spectrum serial serial adulterers serial this and that serial this and that but it's not it's again it's a percentage thing they are on the extreme of the spectrum you know crash and burn in the middle are the people that just get sober live a good life do things well and are a positive help to the community now you go to the church I'll finish up with a go to the church we're, we're looking at a spectrum of people you know recovery people think that church is supposed to be perfect and the church knows that you know the saying is it's a hospital for sinners that's that's the version of some are sicker than others for recovery and everybody in the church sort of understands that that the church is filled of a of a spectrum of people whether by dint of reg education or raising and stuff like that they they get the spiritual walk and they walk it and they're diligent with it a lot of times they're recovery people that get saved or come to faith and they 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 put everything into the church as opposed to into recovery they live they live a life second to none as AA would say it live a life second to none they're always serving they're always they're they're always there they're the support to the pastor they're the calm voice in the church they're the they're the hard worker they're the backbone of the church utterly the backbone of the church everybody gets taken care of and ministered to they, they live a life of amazing life of, of just day in day out family church and everything like that they leave a sweet sweet savor they're they're human beings they struggle but it's they they do it they do it right they do it obediently they they read their word they do their word they practice the word they are what i'd say a no doubter it's obvious the lord has gotten in touch with them and getting a hold of them and it is just the, the, the sweetest 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 people you know i've known people that were just take your breath away at how simple and beautiful and wonderful they were and how sweet they were and how the savor of the lord is on them so much that they have huge funerals too when they they go on they have huge funerals because they've touched so many people everybody has a story of how when they were in trouble that that person stepped alongside and supported them and helped them and stuff it is it is credit to church that they do this so well. So on the spectrum are people in the church that are like amazing saints, absolutely amazing, obviously walking in the spirit, obviously 
taking a hold of the Spirit, actually use, just walking and floating in the Spirit. They are the ones that walk on water. They are the ones that get the Spirit and walk in that Spirit and leave the savor of the Spirit behind. Just absolutely amazing, wonderful, glorious people. You know, men, women, youth, utterly gorgeous people. Just, just, you're awe-inspired by how amazing they are. And then, on the spectrum, are the people in the middle. That's, that's the, that's the thing. There's people on the middle. People that are... It, it's just human. They come along, they float along, they get along. They don't get what they could get. They get whatever they sort of pick up by remote control. I mean, they support the church, they give to the church, they raise their kids in the church. But they don't raise, they, there's not the power there, there's not the anointing and the power there. You know, they're, they're pretty much one-dimensional. And we're all like that. There's always that part of us that's sort of mediocre in our faith. So it, what I'm saying is, is that you can go into a church and you can find people that are the, take your breath away at how simplistic and the anointing is just amazing and it's just, they live a life second to none. They live a life that when they're, they're taken home, that people just say, that is utterly amazing how utterly beautiful those people were. Human, but beautiful, just absolutely gorgeous. And then there's there's the people in the church that, well, you know, the funerals, family and a few friends. And they tell stories to try to convince themselves that Jesus saves the least of them because they were, and they were, they just never got it. They, 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 they weren't walking on water, they were walking under the water. They never really got grace, they never really got, they just around. And then there's the people who were posers, who were predators in the church. You say, well that's, if you're against the church, they all look at all these people, they're, they're all the same. No. Like any population, you're going to have predators. Just because it's a church doesn't make it any different. There are predators in the church. It's unusually bad when the pastor's the predator. It's unusually bad and damaging. But a lot of times it's just, it might be a deacon. It might be somebody in semi-leadership, or it might just be a regular guy in the church, regular lady in the church. 
warped people who are really never get the the elevation or the lift from the spirit and they're just they're conducting business in a really really bad way you know so it's it's they're on there's a spectrum there there's a spectrum of people who get lift out of the spirit and there's people that get no lift they just they just not getting it at all it's just bad you know so it's that spectrum thing again you know it's it's it is what life is it's human it's human that's that's what it is as much as people don't want to do deal with it the Bible talks about this it talks about the, the spectrum of human behavior the spectrum of just not getting it and just doing bad stuff in church sometimes they're the loudest professors of faith and they have a hidden life but it's on the spectrum say well the church is no good because you got these people it's that's the human spectrum of things churches are human institutions as is recovery human institutions and that's what I want this to be I can tell you stories of people that were unbelievably wonderful people just absolutely people that were just my salvation in churches people and families that were crucial to me in my walking with the kids and stuff like that in my single parenthood who were beyond they, they were precious they were just absolutely God's gift to me and my family some passed away and it was just we all went to the service and had to say hey, yeah she was he was utterly amazing it was Jesus on the hoof and then there's people even in our family that were just like okay saved by grace through faith and that's the only thing that's going to work generally appalling people or broken people extremely broken people some are broken some are just appalling it's not about the church or anything like it's about the spectrum of people good bad and indifferent good, bad, and indifferent. And that's what I want to get across in, in this podcast, is that there's a spectrum of people. Some have a chance of being better. Others are broken so much that it's very, very hard. God can touch everybody. If you're out there and you're feeling like, oh, wow, I just haven't done well, there's always a new day. There's always a new day. Just turn it over to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm just not doing good. I'm just not doing good. I've done an inventory and recovery, and it's not good. But I want to change. And that's what it's all about. People on the spectrum, behavior spectrum, you know, take an inventory and say, this isn't working. I'm, I'm acting like a complete idiot here. And they go before the Lord and they say, I'm sorry, Jesus, come into my life and help me, and help me to change, help me to recover. 
and live a life second to none. Help me through Jesus' power to live a life second to none. And you know the miracle of the thing is, is that that change of direction is available for everybody. Wherever on the spectrum you are, whether you're in recovery or whether you're in, in faith, thanks to Jesus there is always a moment like I had where I simply said, sweet Jesus, help me. And he did. Took some time, but he did. And, and you need to sort of take an inventory, take a stock, talk to somebody that you trust and say, I'm not, I'm not living this right, you know. And sometimes maybe it's not like I'm not living it right, it's like I'm living like a pig. You know, I am a pig, you know, a predatory pig, and I need to change. I need to change or I'm in serious trouble with a whole bunch of things. If you're in recovery and, and you're like, God, I need something else, I need something else, you know, send a, send a, a smoke signal up to Jesus and say, Jesus, you know, hey, I'm, I am... I don't like the term, but I am a bit predatory here. I am using people rather than than lifting people up. I am I am a consumer of people. I am not a blesser of people. My recovery is not good, not good at all. Lord, come into my life and help me. Show me the way. Show me how to do this thing. Help me edge my position on the spectrum towards, towards good instead of just mediocre or bad or hurtful. Help me. Again, sweet Jesus, help me. You know, you need to do that, whether you're in recovery or in the church. You might be a church person. And your reputation is stellar. And your kids know you're not stellar. And your wife knows you're not stellar. She suspects you're more than not stellar. And you know you're not stellar. But you can't escape. You don't want to lose the, the reputation of being wonderful. You're a deacon in a church. You're, 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 you minister in a church. And if they knew, it doesn't matter whether they know. The Lord knows. Trust me. Seen it. Been there. Seen it. Just, I know. The Lord knows exactly what's going on. So, if you're in recovery in the spectrum, or if you're in a church and in the spectrum, it's okay, but still need to change because there are, there are consequences to being on the spectrum. Because it's just not so that it's grace for all no matter what. You gotta, you gotta turn this stuff over 
and I had a, knew a guy who was in, you know, recovery for people in prison. And he used to say, tell them, he said, change isn't change till it's change. In other words, if you talk a good game, but you don't do a good game, it doesn't count. So, you can wishfully think about changing, but you need to look into recovery. You need to look into what they say, turning your will over to the care of God as you understand Him. Make a list of your stuff, and then tell somebody about the stuff, and then make amends for the stuff, and, and, and turn a leaf over that you're going to live a different life. You're going to live a different life. In a church, in recovery, they call that working the steps. In Christendom, they call it repentance. Whatever it's called, you need to get that working in your life. You need to get that working in your life. So, I just wanted to say that there are some absolutely beautiful, exquisitely wonderful human people in both church and recovery. Exquisitely wonderful people. Exquisitely beautiful people. Whoever you are and whatever you are, you need, you need to try and ask Jesus into your life. You know, whether you're in recovery or in the church, You've got to be open and honest with people. You've got to, you've got to surrender your life and your, to the care of God as you understand Him and ask Jesus into your life. And wherever you are on the spectrum of people, Jesus can pick you up and move you to some place that's second to none. Second to none. You can have a future instead of a dreaded destination. You need to be safe in Jesus. But I just wanted you to know that it's, it's a spectrum type of thing. That's why there's so many differences. Because there's marvelous people, and there's wonderful people, and there's strikingly despicable people, and there's everybody in the middle. But you know, work the program and turn your life over to Jesus and the outcome can change. You can, you can be safe in the Lord and you can be safe in your recovery. So if you want to ask a question, ask a question. If you want to make a comment, make a comment. If you want to throw stones, throw stones. But this is Chuck at Lazarus Recovery Podcast at the junction of faith and recovery. And I am like most people on the human spectrum of, of, of things. And it's not a moral issue, it's just simply, you know, a lot of times we're have a good week talking to you or talking with you or whatever I do. You know, please get back to me. Please 
subscribe and please do whatever they do and so thank you for your your time and your your listening to me and don't drink go to a meeting and jesus lives too much bye-bye